All the Game Boy Advance games are based off of, and they yeah. are awesome. I played, I think, one. Growing up, then there was a Astro Boy series in two thousand four. I remember Transformers Cybertron. I did not like it. Oh, <laughs> beautiful Joe! <laughs> Look how beautiful Joe. View. I know what Beautiful Joe is. It was originally a video game that they turned into a television show and shouldn't have. I thought it was the ugliest looking show. Mm-hmm. No, it's still... I know what it looks like. It's ugly. <laughs> it was a fun game, though. Oh, man. I remember playing it on the demo display at my local Hollywood video and thinking how egregious it was when I could only get a C on my combo counter and it gave me a C for crap. And I was like, whoa, this game's edgy. Did you ever hear Imagination? Nope. Magination. It was like a... This looks like shit. <laughs> it, was... Uh, it was a... Uh... Like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh wannabe. Summoned to the forgotten world of the Magi, young <laughs> Tony Jones, known as the Final Dreamer, awakens with magical powers in a new mystical land 3,000 years old, not unlike our own. With the help of two heroes in training, Eden and Strag, Tony seeks to protect the moonlands of Magi Nation uh-huh. from the forces that want to dis... This feels like a Christian show. Co-produced by Cookie Jar Entertainment. Come on, show me that this is a Christian distribution network. They were sued for hiding money in offshore accounts. They plagiarized the concepts of one of their series. Obfuscated the involvement of U.S. screenwriters in their productions in order to continue receiving Canadian tax credits. Over a decade later, these scandals would result in criminal charges, convictions, and fines for four suspects, one of which being co-founder Ronald Weinberg. Check out the history of children's TV. It's it's a cool place, and they say it gets colder. <laughs> Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they have not seen, and the other one is a felon involved in children's TV. I'm your co-host, Ethan, and this is the felon, Wes. (laughs) I should Um, stop laughing so I can uh, sue you for libel. Well, sue me in Virginia. You'll probably win. All right. I didn't want to. I didn't want to get topical, but we did. <laughs> I mean, it was me. Was it? <laughs> uh, the current score is zero zero. Yeah, that's right. Because there is something we didn't do last episode because we were a little caught unawares. Yeah, I guess uh, COVID will do that to you. Mm-hmm. COVID will make you stupid.
like an idiot. It's one of the symptoms. <laughs> it amplifies your stupidity <laughs> because you shouldn't have been dumb enough to get it. <laughs> That's right, motherfuckers. Three years into a global pandemic and I have still not gotten it and I will not get it. <laughs> And Ethan has just insulted a million people who died <laughs> from it. <laughs> uh, we hit that threshold. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ethan, out of a possible score, uh, you could get a total of 120. Okay. What do you and think? I you're think I get? will. That's what I'm locking it. <laughs> <laughs> 120? 100? No. Uh, I'm going to go with a nice, firm 51.5. Okay. Some may say there's never been a number more secure than 51.5. So that's less than half? Absolutely. I need to make it clear, when I was insulting idiots earlier, that was me projecting my own insecurity and my inability to get anything correct. You fucking Freudians. Mm-hmm. Somebody went to school for psychology. And it was me. <laughs> when are we going to get past this trend of looking inwards? I think that it's everyone else's problem. And I'm fine. Uh, Wesley, how many points do you think you're going to get out of a possible 120? You do have a little bit of a leg up on me considering you did... Just complete one of the quizzes and watch the film. Yeah, I think I'm going to get uh, 62. Okie dokie. Let me record that for ye. 62. I already put it in. All right. I put it in, though, also. It's a hot one. Is it hot in L.A.? Um... It might not be that hot in L.A., but I've noticed that my apartment's insulation is very good. So whenever summer rolls around, it gets too hot too fast. Especially in this closet, which has no ventilation or access to outside air. The whole room is a blanket. And I, the victim within. Last week I quizzed you on the Sorry, movie Stalag. Uh, I was looking at a picture of on Terry Bradshaw's Facebook page. Simina, his new macaw. Yo, I want one of those. You want a Terry Bradshaw? I would love a Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> he can live in this little cage that I made outside <laughs> for him. I would grow his hair back with chia seeds. Terry. They should make a whole line of chia pets that are just bald men. <laughs> they, did, they didn't make a whole line, but I remember there being a couple specifically shaped like men. But I'm, I want them to be modeled after men who are bald so they can mm. just be mocking mm. their receding hairline. This fellow is bald. This is my Jeffrey Bezos Chia pet. This is my Wesley's father Chia pet. <laughs> Why didn't you just tell me what you really wanted, which was your own father's sculpted head <laughs> for you to grow chia seeds out of? Why do you think I'm saying this? I'm just planting the seed now so it's less weird when I reveal that I made a death, death mask of it. 
He did not poke air holes into <laughs> the mold for his dad. Someone doesn't know what a death mask is. I don't. Last week I quizzed you on the movie Stalag 17. You have since watched the movie, and we will go over the score for the quiz that you took. You've also watched a bunch of movies uh, that you're going to quiz me on, and uh, I don't know what it's like to binge prepare for this show. Let me tell you, it feels kind of good. I have (laughs) three quizzes now prepared. (laughs) So you just get to hang out for a little bit. Yeah. Which feels good. <laughs> mm. We might actually be able to bank some episodes if we get the free time. Yeah. But I guess you're traveling, so. Yeah, but uh, Kira's going to be working while we're traveling, and I'm not going to be doing anything. So yeah, you're, you'll you be on the road recording mm-hmm. from the back seat. Mm-hmm. From the plane bathroom <laughs> on airplane Wi-Fi. You turning off the lights to make it seem like no one's in the bathroom when someone goes knocking. Someone starts to open the door, and then I kick it closed, and I go, I'm in here! Don't come in! Back to Rashomon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, I still have to finish Rashomon. Um, Yeah, so let's talk about this movie. Let me pull up the Magination. (laughs) <laughs> the Magination film adaptation. I remember trying really hard to get into that show. It sounds like it sucked. It so did. I I don't blame you for not. I was just uh, so hungry for more Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh content. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Feed me because it's a UV. Until the world of Japan would eventually open its doors and let you experience the rest of it. Bakugan. <laughs> Battle Brawlers. <laughs> uh, so let's get into these questions. Number one, I asked you why he hadn't seen it and what you know about it. I'm just going to give you a big fat zero because you thought this movie was going to be much darker than it is. Should have been darker. It could have been a little darker. I don't disagree with you. But there are plenty of war movies that are dark enough as is. Mm, like what? Go watch The Great Escape, you fucking pussy. Not gritty enough for me. <laughs> I need something grittier than um, Band of Brothers. I don't even... I've, I've never seen Band of Brothers. I'm surprised you've seen Band of Brothers, considering that you don't like Tom Hanks. I haven't. Mm, that would do it. <laughs> That's why I need... I can't watch it. It's not gritty enough. Mm, needs more grit. Mm, you want to chew on it. Like you're eating a bag full of sand. I want it to be, like, practically leather. I want that DVD to be made out of leather. <laughs> Some jerky to shove in your Blu-ray drive. For some reason, I can very viscery, viscerally feel... Putting in a leather <laughs> disc into a DVD player. As it smushes in and you hear the motor that's supposed to pull it in just go. <laughs> it's like slightly warped. <laughs> because it was stitched together too taut. Yeah. 
I like the idea that one single circle of leather would need to be stitched together, not just a single stamp of hide. Oh no, it needs to be like at least a quarter inch thick. <laughs> you could make a burger out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Edible CDs. <laughs> we got to patent this. <laughs> we got to get on this. Patent? <laughs> it's when you send an email to Patton Oswald and he tells you whether or not you're good. Uh, Sounds like a great idea, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I asked you some of the reasons that the other POWs didn't trust Sefton. No. Uh, I gave you half a point for guessing how uh, the Nazis and the traitor communicate because you said passing folded notes. Yeah. Practically. Yeah. It's it's almost all the way there. You just forgot the, your favorite thing to reference about this movie, which is chess. <laughs> I make one reference because I saw a tweet. Two references. You, you texted me separately also. Chess. I just texted the word chess. Chess. <laughs> he was feeling. He asked me if I wanted to play chess, unrelated to the movie. Hey, remember chess? I don't think so. It's like checkers, oh. but with a monarchy. <laughs> checkers has a monarchy. You know, when I run all the way to the other side of the room and I put one of my own dead friends on top of my head? <laughs> the Platinum Jubilee, me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and then I give you half a point for who the real traitor was. It's going to be spoilers for the movie from here on out. Uh, if you want to watch it and not be spoiled, then skip to the next quiz. And I have the timestamp in the description. Uh, you said that the real traitor was going to be someone who self-selects as the leader in front of everyone. He's able to get everyone to buy into what he's doing, but he is a fraud, not unlike the rooster from Chicken Run. Rocket, I believe his name is. <laughs> I would say there's another person who's kind of the rocket type, and he's like kind of the war hero of the group. But uh, yeah, some of those descriptions do fit. The guy, yeah, no, so he, he is... Guy. He is in, like, a position of power. He's frequently able to trick people into thinking that he's on their side. Um, I honestly think this movie is better on rewatch because him being the traitor is a through line in the movie that you can pick up on, and it just works. Yeah. That was something I was thinking about throughout where... Like, I don't really care so much about the suspense of the big reveal. Mm-hmm. I would rather be feel suspense because I know who it is. And mm-hmm. I just want this movie to be knives out. <laughs> so you knew who it was the whole time and <laughs> feeling... I wanted the... to get away with it. <laughs> yeah, you wanted... <laughs> You didn't want, uh, you didn't like it when he screaming Hitler into the middle of the camp is shot to death. You gotta love an anti-hero. That's why we love Venom. <laughs> <laughs> Venom and the Nazis, one in the same. So coming out of open-ended questions, you have one point. 
Moving on to multiple choice. Uh, you didn't get Goofy Joey's instrument correct. It's a flute. It's an ocarina. Okay, an ocarina. I don't think that they knew the word for it, but <laughs> it is one of those. None of them have been playing Zelda. Mm-hmm. They didn't get to the part where Goofy Joey goes, do 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 And oh, then uh, zoomed off with Sonic. <laughs> so they could hang out in Breath of the Wild world together. <laughs> if uh, you do watch this movie again, I encourage you to watch Joey closely. Multiple choice number two, how does Shapiro and Animal create a diversion to set up the radio antenna? I gave you a bunch of different antics, uh, but you said that they offer ballroom dance lessons. That's not correct. This isn't when they go to perversely spy on the naked Russian women, right? No, it's when they're setting up the antenna, they play uh, volleyball. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then Shapiro gets the one Nazi who bumps into the exactly throat level wire. (laughs) And convinces him to play volleyball with them. And he gets really into it. Mm-hmm. He loves it. He plays terribly. He catches the ball before he throws it over. And that always made me so upset. He gave me the energy of someone who was left out in school. And as mm-hmm. soon as like he's offered a chance to join them, he's like, oh, I get to play with the cool kids. Mm -hmm. the other soldiers don't let me play volleyball with them (laughs) even though I'm the only one with the booty shorts (laughs) (laughs) but finally I found a community that welcomes me and my juicy ass (laughs) and my thick supple forehead which droops over my eyes and my good throwing arm (laughs) (laughs) I'm so good at throwing with both of my arms. I don't Radar have, German accent. I don't have one good throwing arm. I have two. I have two. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next question. I asked you which inmate receives the most letters. Uh, you incorrectly picked security. They probably should have sent that guy some letters to make it less suspicious that he was the guy. Yeah. I feel... Uh, what was... When he asks about uh, how uh, they trip the explosion, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you're not being like subtle at all. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I, they get this information, <laughs> they're going to realize, oh, and- there was only one guy that was told this. My favorite part is when he walks up. Uh, it's a good thing it's after his reveal. Otherwise, yeah. it would be wholly stupid for that scene to happen. Um, but that he it walks still up is and says, stupid. But now that we know a, who it dumb. is, I guess yeah. it gets away with it more. It's less egregious yeah. to, for the audience, not for like <laughs> the characters within the world of the movie. But that he walks up and he's like, this is security related, and I need to ask you this question that has nothing to do with anything here. Um. Uh, yeah, so Shapiro gets the most letters. Yeah, and they're, they're bills, right? Mm-hmm. They're bills for his car. Yeah. 
They want the third payment for the Plymouth. They want the fourth payment for the Plymouth. They want the Plymouth. <laughs> I asked you how Lieutenant Dunbar is interrogated and tortured. You did use your 50-50 on this, but unfortunately, you went against the audience, and the audience was correct. Fuck you, audience. <laughs> they were screaming with all of their heart, <laughs> saying, No, it's he stands all night! <laughs> Delousing is earlier. <laughs> you know how they do it on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? A lot of no. yelling, <laughs> screaming. Well, yeah. Well, ever since the buttons broke, that's how it's been on Millionaire. It's general <laughs> vibe from the audience. It's like taking an improv suggestion. It's like Parliament. <laughs> Order! Order! <laughs> Order! <laughs> Uh, and then I asked you what, where Sefton likes to light his matches. You're incorrect. It is not Cookie's jacket. It is on Dookie. Damn right. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I don't know if you watched this as closely, but the last time that he lights his match on Duke's beard, Duke has this huge smile on his face and he like touches his cheek in a very intimate way. I did not notice that. It's very funny. <laughs> He's like, wow, he chose me. <laughs> um, so coming out of multiple choice, you still have one point. Moving on to true or false. Once the guy who does impressions shows up, he never fucking stops. You said true. <laughs> Wes, do you think that guy lets up? Not really. Nope. He's kind of the fucking worst yeah. the whole time. <sighs> Nobody wants to be in war with a guy doing bits. Yeah, just let the um the heaviness of war just overcome <laughs> your spirit, please. Let it break you. <laughs> please, I beg of you. Or at least don't do impressions. Do something funny. <laughs> Tell me a joke. <laughs> Come up with some original content. Start a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the first POW podcast. Um, You're correct in that we do find out what stalag means. Sefton does at one point say that he's Hitler's son. So you got that. I had to watch very closely for that line. Yeah, that is true. Uh, you did get correct that every Saturday and Sunday, Sefton puts on horse races. They are not humans, though. They are rats. Mm -hmm. Makes a little more sense. What if they were chickens and then Chicken Run was like, oh, oh, we got this. <laughs> It's a shared universe. <laughs> the original MCU was the <laughs> Stalag 17 chicken run. Um, Dunbar does not hide beneath the floorboards. He hides in a much worse place, in my opinion. Yeah, he hides underneath the... Uh, uh, he hides in the water tower. Its legs for, are freezing <laughs> for days. I think it's important how much he fucking falls down after or like during the escape. 
I feel like it's, it's realistic, though. I feel like I've heard plenty of war stories and mm-hmm. like Holocaust escape stories where, you know, you take what you get. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they could really hide underneath the floorboards because every building was raised. Mm-hmm. And they already had a trap door there. It would yeah. have been the first place to check. <laughs> Oh, did they put him under the trap door, the thing they used to escape the last time? Or in the tunnel from the <laughs> from the baths? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Dunbar was peeing and shitting in the water that they were using to clean themselves? I was thinking about that. <laughs> like, and his clothes are dirty and he's sweaty. <laughs> I feel like it has to have at least discolored a little. <laughs> Just the idea of the guys in the camp not being like, my hands smell like piss. They're like, yeah, let's just give them up. (laughs) I can't do this anymore. It's annoying. I know know where he is, and I'm sick of this. (laughs) No war is worth (laughs) dirty water. I am fine with us losing this war <laughs> if it means I do not have to. Blood on my hands? A-okay. Peace and shit? No, thank you. Uh, and then the last one, Animal Obsesses Over Blonde Bombshell, Marilyn Monroe. No. It's, uh, what's nope. her name? Betty Grable. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe before Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe, as I recall, was not alive during World War II, is this correct? Uh, she most definitely was. <laughs> Check. Check. You are... <laughs> she might have been alive, but was she famous? No, she wasn't famous yet. But she was born in 1926. What, what years were World War II, Ethan? <laughs> 1930-something to 1940-something? Yeah, that's right. Wow. He's learning. Guys, I'm brushing up on my history for this show. (laughs) It's become relevant. But also, I know it followed up the Great Depression, so... I know when that was. Right now! Her breakthrough years were the late 1940s, early 1950s. Hmm. But I mean, so she's a... some like it hot came out in like the mid to late fifties. Of course, she was alive. <laughs> World War Two. She was a baby in that movie. <laughs> I thought she was six years old in Some Like It Hot. Oh boy. <laughs> As someone who uh, uh, just talks shit about psychoanalysis, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching this with a, my piss and shit hands. Um, so moving out of true or false, you now have two, three, four total points. Okay. With the screenshot, uh, if you want to pull that up and let me know what is going on there. Yeah, so this is the new Sonic game, uh, <laughs> where Sonic is running around in a seemingly re- photorealistic environment. Unreal Engine 5. Yeah, so this is where uh, 
Shapiro is wearing like straw on his head and a cap. Mm-hmm. And Animal mistakes him for Betty Grable. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. And it's his love interest. He's always wanted to have a date with her. Um, and I believe the guy in the foreground is, in fact, the guy who did it. <laughs> it is absolutely him. <laughs> Just chilling out. He doesn't know he's been found at that point. And this is the Christmas party. It is. Uh, so I gave you half a point for saying he's pretending to be Marilyn Monroe because uh, you alluded to the fact that they were the love interest so I gave you partial credit for it being Betty Grable instead okay. uh, I gave you a point for saying that Animal is buying it and he's delusional uh, and then I gave you half a point for saying that it's either a birthday or Christmas All right. uh, so overall three points I'll take it so let's go ahead and do your post quiz bonus questions how much did you retain since this was the first movie of your marathon? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. It's it's the first time in a while that Wes has not just watched the movie before coming on the show. Uh, open-ended. What Red Cross item leads to the creation of the camp's smoke bomb? Um, a first aid kit. Mm, no, I'm sorry. I'll give you a hint. It's an item they received in Surplus, which is a part of a game. I'll probably remember when you tell me. Ping pong balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, question. <laughs> I hate this game. I don't even really care. So. <laughs> um. Question two, what punishment do Animal and Shapiro get for breaking into the Russian women's camp? They don't... Do they... They don't get dinner? No. I can... You can guess, or I can run through... You can guess, and I'll give you two points, or I can run through the options, and you'll get one point. Give me the options. All right. A, they are shot at. B, they're forced into solitary confinement. B or C, nothing happens to them, or D, they sleep outside. I'm pretty sure nothing happens to them. That's correct. Not one damn thing <laughs> happens to them. <laughs> Which is pretty crazy now that I think about it. Especially because later... that Nazi like humiliated himself by falling in the mud. You would think that he would just be like, "Here's the butt of my gun." You would absolutely think that was a murderable yeah. offense. <laughs> that's a that's a war crimeable offense. Uh, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> if you <laughs> try to sneak into another camp and Ethan is watching you, he will commit a war crime. <laughs> no, no, no. But I also have to be in the mindset of a World War II era Nazi, which you know, which I'm not often. Much. I am not. I am not. I'm not <laughs> His inner Hitler speech just came out. <laughs> you didn't uh, see it, folks, but he was very close to doing a salute as well. <laughs> His hair looks combed down. Uh, and then the last true or false question. The guy who kind of looks like Adam Driver believes his wife when she says she found a baby 
that just happens to look exactly like him. And that it's his. Uh, he doesn't believe her. Sorry, buddy. He never doubts her for a second. Every time he reads that letter, he says, I believe her. I believe her. All right, well, whatever. So I got what I came here for, and that was points. (laughs) (laughs) One extra. So, Wesley, would you like to know your point total now, or would you like to say whether or not you'd rewatch the movie? Well, I get a point if I guess correctly how many points I got. Sure. Eight. You now have nine points, so technically you guessed incorrectly, and now you have eight points. You forgot to accept the true condition of your agreement. Now I'll give him the extra point. He was keeping track. Wow. So you get nine points. Some pity points right there. (laughs) (laughs) I made a promise, and the one thing I don't do is go back on my promises. So, Wesley, as per usual, would you rewatch this movie? I don't think I will. Hmm. I think this isn't Billy Wilder's strongest movie. Hmm. I mean, we've already done his, I think, his strongest movies. Um, <laughs> There's nothing left. I think this is just Ethan fanboying over Billy Wilder and wanting to just show me his entire filmography. <laughs> Well, we still have another one coming up, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> and I, so I stand by that evaluation. <laughs> I think the the mystery in this movie is kind of conventional, and I didn't mm-hmm. find the the story itself to be too gripping. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. Ethan's devastated and swallowing his emotions. Hey, upon the my one thing I have, the one thing that I've learned from running this show with you for two and a half years, is everyone's entitled to their opinion. And if I got mad every time someone thought differently about a movie than I did, I would simply not exist anymore. <laughs> so again, Ethan is swallowing his rage. <laughs> Keen listeners of this show know that I'm the angriest person on the planet. If I had a YouTube channel, it would exclusively be rant-based. If I had a YouTube channel, I would be like the channel I came across last night where uh, they pick apart a two-second moment from Obi-Wan Kenobi and make it into an (laughs) eight-minute clip. Ugh, gross. If I had a million dollars, I'd be rich. For those curious, yes, I would rewatch this movie. I do quite like it a lot. I think it's better on rewatch than the first watch because I don't think the mystery is all that is as gripping as it could be. And I find that the comedy sometimes feels tonally dissonant. Yeah. Um, It takes every time... I always desperately want to like Animal and Shapiro because I think the actors are very good uh, at playing those characters. I just don't know how well I think those characters fit in this movie. Agreed. I feel like this movie was trying to 
walk the line between comedy and drama. Mm-hmm. And it leaned a little bit too much into comedy, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Especially with the Nazis, I feel like. Like, it's a prison camp. I don't know why the Nazis are, like, I don't know. It felt like most of the Nazis were kind of bumbling fools or, like, You're saying that Nazis were all genius-level I'm not saying they're all genius-level, but they're... And we should idolize them for their intelligence. <laughs> they, were, they were committing war crimes and they're brutal people. <laughs> I like that they're portrayed as the bumbling uh It makes me wonder the looking for? how these camp people counselors were... from beer shit camp <laughs> 80s comedies. It just made me wonder like how did how are these guys still being captured? Oh, do we have a question? We for do the, for the for the season. What is it? Does the black and white make this movie boring? Hmm. <laughs> I felt like black and white didn't really make much of a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's going to be the answer for every single movie. I can I can add some nuance to this. Um, I don't think that the black and white made this movie boring, and I think that. Yes, am I fanboying for Billy Wilder? He's able to use the color in a way that matters, or like the lack thereof. Like there are a lot of dark on light textures that work in ways that are effective. For example, you mean when he just uh, used his medium that he was given. Yeah, he he was he, he he used the medium well. It's not like he understood the limitations of the medium. Or just operate. I think he just operated with the, the medium that he's trained to work in. <laughs> I think that I think that some Hollywood directors of the time thought that they were shooting in color. <laughs> no, but there are really striking shots in the movie that could only work in black and white. Like what? Um, for me, I think the one of the last times that you see the knot in the light bulb as it's hanging from the chain as it's uh, reflected off of Sefton's bunk is a really powerful shot. Uh, and whenever Animal falls down because he's wearing white pajamas and then he gets up and it's all <laughs> mud and dirty pajamas. Okay, I, I have a huge tirade against like silent film era comedy because it's all that. <laughs> yes, it's all physical. No, it's not all physical. It's all, what if I'm wearing one color of clothes and oh. then someone ruins it and makes it the opposite <laughs> color of clothes? Hey, that was a real life challenge at the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, once we moved into color television, the biggest joke became, what if white shirt is now pink shirt? The biggest laughs in comedy come from pain. <laughs> you of all people my should shirt, know this <laughs> my shirt is a different color <laughs> yeah. but I love this movie I think uh, people should watch it and um, it's better on rewatch hell if you listen to this episode and you know the spoiler watch it anyway that's not the point of the movie is it <laughs> I think it might do you want to get into do you want to get into a <laughs> dissection of what the mystery genre exists for like <laughs> I don't know. Do I just took a class on it. <laughs> <laughs> every mystery 
piece of media should only be consumed once. <laughs> I'm not gonna. You are about to say yes. I would say the vast majority of it is meant to be consumed once. All right, we're going to take a <laughs> short break. And when we come back, Wes is going to quiz me on the best years of our lives. It's actually more of a retrospective on how the two of us have gotten here, <laughs> not the title of a film. And let me tell you, the year we're in right now, definitely not our best. <laughs> not, not one of them. <laughs> oh, it's a lot. <laughs> All right, then let's get into it. This reminds me of when we were recording those episodes when I threw out my back and I was still living at that other house in California. And I had to kneel on the floor to get in the right position. Mm. What were we, I, we were recording, like, there will be blood around yeah, that time. Uh-huh. And, like, the Godfather. I was, like, I was fucking dying. <laughs> the show must go on. All right, folks, the best years of our lives. 1994. Because I I wasn't here. And with hope to God, 2024. Mine would have to be 2001. 2016. (laughs) When your preferred candidate got elected to the presidency. Um, 20, 20, uh, hell, I'll throw in 2017 too. That was a fun year. Uh, (laughs) all right. 2019 was a good year for you. Still waiting. Still waiting to (laughs) kind of piece that year apart. (laughs) He doesn't remember most of it. He wasn't a fugue state. Open-ended questions for the best years of our lives. Why haven't you seen it? What do you know about it? I haven't seen it because uh, I've never heard of it. But what I know about it is this. It's a World War II movie. Now, it can't just be, because the best years of your lives certainly were the duration of World (laughs) War II. (laughs) I think war will be an aspect of the movie. But it chronicles the life of a sad man on his deathbed. (laughs) This will be our bridge to Citizen Kane. Sad man retrospect. (laughs) All right. Let's get into it. What branches of the military did our three main characters serve in? Surely they served in the same branch. You're not telling me that they served in three different branches. And it's like, what happens when a member of the Air Force, the Navy, and the Marines walk into a bar? Are those your guesses? You're not clarifying? You're not clarifying? Okay. I said the branches Um, of the military did our three main characters serve in. Then yeah, those three. So it was Navy. Marines. Air Force. Space Force. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> it's it was never it never went away. No, the show. <laughs> <laughs> it never went away. It lives in our hearts. 
What is Homer most concerned about on returning home? Donuts. What is Homer most concerned about? The Iliad. <laughs> what is Homer most concerned about on returning home with prosthetic hands? Um, that he won't truly be able to hold his child and feel them in his arms. Okay. What does Fred find to be his largest obstacle with finding work? He's too ugly. Um, largest obstacle to finding work. He's too old. All right, one more guess. <clears throat> Stinky. Throw that the away. Stench of blood on his <laughs> hands. Yeah, I got nothing for you. What does Al object to about returning to work at his old bank? I think that they want him to work in like a lower level position than he was originally working. Like he used to run accounts and now they're making him uh, be like a clerk. Okay. All right. Multiple choice. What does Al do when he first sees his son? A. Shakes his hand. B. Wipes away his tears. C. Covers his mouth. Or D. Swings him around in his arms. See, the the best thing about children is that they're small and they don't weigh very much. So if you're not swinging them around at every opportunity, you're not having... You're not optimally using your child. (laughs) And they love it. (laughs) No matter the age. If I I were small and my father picked me up now, I'd be pumped. (laughs) Why does Homer leave home his first night back? A, he refuses to talk about the war. B, he drops a glass. C, he discovers his girlfriend is married. Mm. Or D, he can't open the bathroom door. Not being able to open the bathroom door and being super upset about it is something I would like to see because I will finally feel represented (laughs) in media. Not being able to do the simplest task and then feeling in such a silent rage that you must leave your own home. All right. (laughs) Is some shit I do. I am not a healthy person, and I don't want anyone to think that I am. What does Fred's wife struggle with most upon his return? A, she misses how much money he made in the service. (laughs) B, she can't sleep at night because of his dreams. Hmm. C, she wants kids, but Fred does not. Hmm. Or D, she wants to constantly talk about the war. I'm going to go with, yeah, let's go petty, let's go money. Okay. Because there are only three things that any person wants. And she's not getting one of the three. All right, extra credit. Who clearly loves Fred the most in this movie? The viewer. Okay. Wait, this is a bonus question. (laughs) Shit. Um, 
You want to change it? Uh, uh, who loves Fred the most? Uh, eh, uh, his boss at work. Okay. I feel like I was much closer with us, the viewer. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll find when you watch this movie that boss is a very funny answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I was like, because of the question you gave me earlier, I was like, I'm pretty sure boss is the most incorrect answer I could have possibly said. And I felt it as the words came out of my mouth. What stereotype is challenged most in this movie about World War II soldiers returning home? A, the idea of a soldier returning home to a fairy tale marriage. B, that all the soldiers supported what they did during the war. C, that everyone was happy to see the soldiers return. Or D, none of the soldiers really wanted to talk about what they did. I think, hmm, I'm I'm gonna go with everyone's happy that the soldiers have returned. That might be challenged, because I'm thinking about it from the historical angle that obviously women were able to work and do more things because most of the men were at war. Mm-hmm. And this could be an interestingly feminist movie if they challenge that. Okay. If not. I would be curious to watch that movie. (laughs) How does Fred lose his job? A, he's accused of stealing. B, his boss is a Nazi sympathizer. (laughs) C, he punches a Nazi sympathizer. (laughs) Or D, he's replaced by a machine. I gotta go with B. (laughs) I truly must go with B. Just to spit in the face of how wrong I was in a prior question. (laughs) True or false? Homer's girlfriend leaves him. True. I was weighing the alternative that he leaves his girlfriend. But I don't know if he's in the emotional state to be able to do something like that. Okay. Because he's a coward. True or false? Fred falls in love with Al's wife false okay al gets fired from the bank after giving a small loan to a returning soldier uh that happened in yes man so true i think that al's trajectory in this movie will be very similar (laughs) to that of jim carrey's in yes man he's gonna sleep with his elderly neighbor uh, he's going to sleep with his elderly neighbor and then start dating a woman 40 years <laughs> younger than him. True or false, Fred is the highest ranking soldier in the movie. In the entire movie? Yeah. So like a side character wouldn't even address them? Out of the main three. Out of the main three then. Um. Because I didn't pay attention to the... Okay. I'm going to say true but it will still be like a point of contention i feel like it's pretty clear cut if you're higher ranking or not not if it's honorary i'm a corporal well i don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but I'm a private and I did more stuff. True or false, Homer's mom immediately weeps once she sees his hands. Um, <laughs> she holds out her hands and goes, slap me some skin. God. <laughs> I'm going to say true. It should I cut that joke? <laughs> I want I'm you to watch this joke. movie first and then decide <laughs> what jokes you're going to keep and what aren't. <laughs> I really don't have time to do that. True or false, the name of this, the city in this movie, the name of the city this movie takes place in is Boone City. Like Daniel Boone? Yeah, it's spelled the same way. Okay. Booneberg. All right. And just letting you know, my bonus questions for this movie are incredibly difficult. (laughs) So what you're saying is maybe I shouldn't watch this on an airplane? I would suggest sitting down and watching this movie try and keep your phone off hey folks i never go on my phone during these movies i need that on record split it up and watch it in (laughs) multiple sittings and i'm telling you this is not a movie to do that it's a longer (laughs) movie it's almost three hours fuck but it's it's worth it it's perfect for an airplane. You can't do this to me. Fine, My then try flight it. is at 11 p.m. Then try it. I won't. The flight's too late. All right. I just remembered that it's a, my flight takes off at 11. I was like, I can't do that to myself. Yeah, you're going to fall asleep. I have to refine. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, ooh, ee. All right, Ethan. Time for the screen grab. Tell me, what do you see? I'm going to have to blow this up. This entire airfield. I'm going to have to blow it up again. So what we have here... This is so... I'm just going to open this on my phone. I can't see it on my computer at all. It's not that small. So it looks like a field full of... Planes that were all destroyed during the war, or they're currently being dismantled for glass because all of the cockpits are missing. We have one of the three main soldiers. I'm going to guess that it is... Al. So I have a one in three chance of getting that right. Okay. And he's looking at the fields. Sadly. Because he's thinking about all the pilots that didn't make it back. And also it's Christmas. Christmas in Boone City. Boone City's in the south, so it's not necessarily snow. Boone City Christmas. Because it's a Boone City Christmas. (laughs) We got lights all over the town. All right. So, that is the best years of our lives. This is a movie. They're over, folks. What? The best years of our lives are over, folks. Mm -hmm. It's 
done. Get if you're six years old and you're listening, first, why? Second, sorry I had to be the one to tell you. You've been listening to uh Uh where can we uh where oh. can we watch this movie? You can rent it. Fuck. <laughs> You've been listening to the game show, we ain't seen nothing yet. <clears throat> the current score is Ethan Zip. Wesley nine. Is this a zip? Zip. I watched that for the first time today. Really? I thought yeah. I sent it to you. Uh, I didn't watch it. Hmm. You can find this. Uh, yeah. Blah blah blah. Follow us on Twitter at we ain't seen it. On Twitter, you can follow Ethan at Powerful Goose and on Letterboxd at eGeese. And you can follow me on either platform at Baby Westwee. And remember, the Biesel Bufo was the sexiest dinosaur. Bye. Bye. Bye.